Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You're listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, 11 o'clock hour here on a Monday, Rabo and Co. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, 10 to noon, here on ESPN 680, 1057. You can hang out with us uh, that way. 4379680 is our UPS jobs text line. You can find me on Twitter at Radio Louis. You can do things like uh, besmirch me after the Lions win games. I love it. Uh, reminder we are your home across the hall on 93.9. As the flagship station for the Louisville Cardinals, back in action Wednesday, 9 o'clock, taking on North Carolina. Alex White network coverage will start at 7.30, and at some point, Ethan Moore will uh, make an appearance on the radio uh, before going back to educate the children of America on Thursday. That is all starting at 7.30 on Wednesday night when they host the North Carolina Tar Heels. I think that game's at home, is it not? Am I getting that right, or are they on the road? I believe they're at North Carolina. Oh, okay. All right. That's a Boy. Late. North Carolina looked good against Syracuse. Oh, they are at North Carolina. Excuse me, you're right. That is, um, yeah, not a good time to be catching North Carolina. No. <laughs> it's okay to say When is it a good time to catch North Carolina? Uh, whenever Kentucky did. So, um, yeah. all right. So, Louisville plays on Saturday. North Carolina State, they are down 12 nothing to start that game. They lose by six. And whatever we talked about it the other day before you know previewing the game a little bit that north carolina state coming in essentially when they played good teams didn't win when they played bad teams they won pretty simple frankly that just shows that you know keats is doing his he's doing what you're supposed to do is you beat teams that aren't as good as you and then you know you play the 50 50s try to win those and see what happens now they fall behind 12-0 and you can get excited about the second half adjustments and how much better louisville played because at one point in the first half it was 44-32 with a minute left in the first half. So it's still a 12-point game. They essentially played even after that 12-0 start. Louisville scores gets it to 7 at half. Okay, So they play really well in that last minute of the half and get it down to 7. And then, of course, NC State scores at the end of the half, makes it 9. Louisville very briefly makes it 52-all with about 12 and a half minutes left. So you see the immediate payoff of the, whatever the halftime adjustments were. And they play better coming out of the locker room. NC State starts to pull away. Louisville, to their credit, kept playing all the way to the end. They get within five. Or excuse me, within three, right? Yeah, 52 seconds left. They get within three when Hatfield makes a jumper. And then, of course, NC State uh, hits their free throws at the end of the game, pulls away. So... Zach, I'll pull you in in a second mm-hmm. for everyone on the mixtape. There you go. What? You're worried about depth? The um, 
I, they're playing better. It's worth saying. They're playing better. But is this Louisville basketball? And one of my favorite things about Kentucky basketball is the general standards that the fans have for the program. I think it's awesome. I'm jealous of it. Very few of the programs that I root for have those kinds of standards. Very few. Yeah, I know about that. (laughs) We have standards, baby. And so it it is fun to to interact with fans on the UK side because they do have those standards. And I know, I know they do on the Louisville side, and Saturday showed it. And here's how I know. Because the crowd was better on Saturday than it has been for other games, despite the fact that the roads sucked. <laughs> That's right. And it was eight degrees out or whatever. Five, whatever. And people showed up because they saw effort against Miami. I don't think they even it absolutely helped to win, for sure. But the effort at Miami was considerably better. The effort in this game was considerably better. Yeah. So I need to know from Louisville fans. Year three for Kenny Payne. What does it look like leading up to that decision for you for him to get year three? Is it simply that they're playing harder so you know at least that he's he's understood what it takes to motivate players? And then you say, okay, transfer portal exists. Go get a bunch of guys, run it back next year. Or have you seen enough? Have you seen enough to know that this just isn't going to work? And I think I'm in the latter camp. I think that I've seen enough that I don't think it's going to work. But I do wonder, because I don't make the decision, <laughs> if there is a scenario, if it exists, where they start to play better, like they have the last couple of games, where he gets that third year. Because something very interesting happened on Saturday. Trey White was back. He came off the bench, and he looked pretty good. He played four guys off the bench at least 16 minutes, including Caleb Glenn, Trey White for 20, Tyler Johnson for 22, and Caleb Williams for 26. Or Curtis Williams. Called two guys Caleb there for no reason. (laughs) I think I just assume everyone under the age of 25 is named Caleb. (laughs) Not a terrible assumption. (laughs) Or Hayden or something. Yeah. He starts Jovanovic again. Can we stop with the Jovanovic experiment? Like, can we just stop? Hersey Miller gets the start for three minutes. They pull him. So you get this core group of three guys that are going to be the core group for him. Hudley Hatfield, who Drew's totally right, should touch the ball in every offensive possession. Correct. Because the guy's become a good passer. That's the thing about his game that's the underrated thing that's happened for him. Yes, the scoring's better. Yes, the touches are better. Yes, the rebounding's better. But that guy passing is considerably better. Now, I think part of it is that his teammates are actually spacing. <laughs> and so he's able, he's able to make passes into space where previously he simply wasn't. But what does this look like for Louisville that Josh Hurd says, okay, I've seen enough that this is clearly getting better. So they win at Miami, very good win. Do they, they play NC State, it doesn't go well. I don't know what to do with, with the game in two days at North Carolina. Because I, the list of teams that I would trust to go to North Carolina and win that game is pretty short. Mm-hmm. Louisville is certainly not on it. Kentucky beat them on a neutral court. I don't know that I want them to go to the Dean Dome and play that game if I'm a Kentucky fan. 
But I think if you want to understand what coaching looks like and what a good program looks like and what a good culture looks like, I have great news. The next four games for Louisville are against programs with exactly that. They go to North Carolina on Wednesday. Say what you want. We can all laugh it up about last year. Hubert Davis figured it out pretty quickly after being a longtime assistant. They go to the finals. He's clearly got this team clicking the right way. They go to Wake Forest. And a name that everyone scoffed at, Steve Forbes, has them playing really freaking well. On the matchup predictor against Wake Forest, can you guess what Louisville's win percentage is? And then do it for North Carolina. What do you think it is for North Carolina? We'll start there. It is insanely low. 5%? 1.7%. Yeah, that's, that's actually about right. What do you think Wake Forest is? 18. 3.9. 3? Against Wake? Okay. Ooh. Game after that. They play Duke at home. What's the matchup predictor for that one? It's better than Wake Forest because they're at home. Okay. 5.1. 5.5. Good guess out of you. Then they get Virginia at home. Ooh. Now, the matchup predictor is way off on this one because the answer is zero. Because <laughs> it just, I don't know what it is. Louisville and Virginia, the regular season, just they don't need to schedule the game. 19.4% for Louisville. Okay. So in the next four games, they are predicted to get, especially the next three, get hammered. Yes. Okay. Of course. North Carolina, Wake Forest, Duke, Virginia. Say what you want about Tony Bennett in Virginia. You know what you're getting. You know the effort level you're getting. And they may not be the they may not be world beaters this year. They may not make the tournament this year. They probably won't. But boy, they're gonna come up here against Louisville. They're gonna be organized and they're gonna do the damn thing. You're gonna go to Wake Forest and you're going to see the fingerprints of a good coach all over that team. That's right. North Carolina just has dudes because they're North Carolina and that's what they do. Duke's going to come in here with an obvious game plan, and they're going to come in here with dudes. You're going to get four straight games of what Louisville should look like in the next four games. And I want you to watch the next four games and tell me if you think Kenny Payne can do the job that any of those four men are doing. I don't even think we need the full season, Zach. I think the next four games, now that Louisville's playing better, and I I do not want to hear about injuries. I do not want to hear about them. Because they're playing better since the injury bug hit. They just are. And I'm not, this is not, by the way, that doesn't have to say that J.J. Trainer's a bad teammate or a bad player or whatever. Sometimes things just, Oscar Shibway was a really, really good f- basketball player. They are better this year without him. They are better this year without him. Xavier Wheeler's actually a pretty good point guard. They're better without him on the court. They just are. That's on the blue side. On the red side, for some reason, they're a little better without J.J. Trainer. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a motivation thing. I don't know if it's a, a culture thing. But they're a little bit better with him. Without him. Excuse true. me. But these next four games will be the giveaway. How do you compose yourself in the Dean Dome late night game on Wednesday? How do you show up at noon on an ESPNU game, a sleepy game in Winston-Salem against Wake Forest? How do you show up in that game? Duke at home, UVA at home. What does the crowd look like? What does the excitement around here look like? So that's where I'm at. That's I've Again, 
I think it's going to go poorly the next four games. That would be my prediction. 0-4. Do they play any of them in single digits? I don't think they do. No. I don't think they do. I doubt it. But this is the chance. What if, and look, 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 look. We're, we're doing the thought experiment. This is hypothetical stuff. What if they go 2-2 two two here? What if they win a game against Wake? What if they beat Virginia? What if they somehow go crazy and beat Duke or something? Do we start to think about it in a different way? Does it, and not we, because we may not matter here. We. Josh Hurd. What is, what is the bar here? What is he looking for? He talks about making deposits. Winning two of the next four games would be deposits, man. Sure. That would be deposits. And so I, I think you're going to see in the next four games what Louisville should look like. And I think fans need to ask themselves, can Kenny Payne become that guy? Can, can he even – look, here's where you would really be hopeful. Can he become Steve Forbes but with recruiting? With, with, with a, a setup here at Louisville that's simply just better than Wake Forest? To me, he cannot. It's not, it's not who he is. He's cut as a very high-level assistant. Very high level. But for me, I don't think that's going to happen. Texter. Um, uh, Texter, uh, Louie, why, why wouldn't they change the rule in regards to correcting a questionable officiating call? If they review the call immediately, UK gets the ball with a chance to score, but reviewing it later took away a possession. This is not, uh, this is not to mention the dunk on the rebound that was taken away. Yeah. I, I Man, replay bothers me so much and it's so inconsistent and this like zooming in to figure out who touched a ball last when it's smaller than what the human eye can see i think that's not what replay should be for no and and I agree. so i to answer your question texter it, it's such a long <laughs> rabbit hole for me that i could probably do a two-hour show on it uh texter what about hiring pearl uh or go after donovan or has that been away from college football uh love your show thank you I, I will do coaching talk, search talk when it is time for coaching search talk. But if I'm U of L, if I'm Josh Hurd, uh, everyone's on my list. You treat this job like like Tom Jersh did when he hired Rick Pitino. You have the same mentality. We can get anyone we want. Let's go money whip somebody, or let's just go get the best guy available. I don't know who that is yet. I don't know that I've really put my brain into that. Texter, fun fact, Jalen Rose was the first person ever named Jalen in recorded U.S. history. That's a lie, but I like it. Uh, Texter, <laughs> uh, sorry, no way KP competes the next four games um, or the late 38. I, I just, again, I'm, I'm, that's me right now. That's me. I don't think he competes very well the next four games. But boy, it gives you a cool opportunity to find out, and it shows you that it can be done in lots of different places in different ways. Duke, North Carolina, we know what that is. Virginia wasn't like this before Tony Bennett got there. And Forbes is doing the job at Wake Forest. I mean, it, it's a it, whatever. I mean, the, the fact that Wake Forest has like 4,000 students. Yeah. I mean, they're a nothing school as far as, as power conference goes, as far as size. Mm-hmm. And, and they're they're doing the damn thing there. Texter, I root for uh, whoever U of L fans don't like. I've been pulling for the fighting Kenny Payne's. Never thought that would happen. It's <laughs> a good text. Uh, texter, that is funny about the rivalry though, too, right? Like, do you, I'm sure, I'm sure because I saw the tweets and you know, like our guy Nate Buckler and all that. Like, just the they win at Miami and they say hey, it's an extension. <laughs> kind of thing. The, the rivalry part of this is pretty fun. Uh, Textually, honestly, if uh, Louisville starts playing well. 
I'm going to start getting really nervous that a year three is just because a, a year three is a no go for me no matter what. I I think you're not alone in that texture. I think that's that texture represents a lot of fans around here that might not want to root against the team, but they're rooting against Kenny Payne. Are Louisville fans in the position like a team that you know has a chance to get the number one overall pick mm. and they? just root against them and hope they lose every game and then and they, they get annoyed when they invariably like the Col- Jets a couple years ago when right. they could have drafted Trevor Lawrence and they right. won two games yeah. late in the year. Well, is that and, where Louisville's at? In in college basketball, getting a new coach is like getting the number one overall pick. It is. It is. It's a, it's actually a good equivalency. Um, but no, I, I and, and I, I don't want to out anyone so I'm not going to, but I know people that are rooting against this team so that there's a coaching change. 100%. And I, I can't blame them. It's a tough spot to be in as a as a fan because I don't think people want that. I've been there. Apparently, the Jalen Rose thing is real. <laughs> is it spectacular? <laughs> we will have all today's games, which we will talk about next uh, here on our air. Bill Steelers will pick up right after the roundtable at six o'clock, right here on six eighty one zero five seven. Buccaneers Eagles will be on all stations. So if you are driving around tonight, we'll have the games for you. Again, my prediction next year. Two games a day for three days in the NFL. Uh, let's talk about those last two games. We'll do it next here on Roboco. ESPN 680, 105.7. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680, 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back to your home for rock and or roll here. ESPN 680-1057, Rabot and co. Louis Rabot at uh, Radio Louis. On Twitter, you can find the station at ESPN 680. And, of course, your boy ZC on Twitter as well. Go find all of us and go ahead and give us a follow there uh, as well. Uh, Texts are pointing out that the Indiana State coach and his style is really fun to watch. Dude, Mark Lieberman would walk to Terre Haute right now to work on that staff. He loves that team. He absolutely adores that team. No, I, and I agree with the texture. I think that guy's going to be up for some big jobs. Uh, texture, after the Wesleyan game, a buddy of mine said to me as we were leaving, I bet Kenny wins 12 games and keeps his job. I said, no way. Now it's looking like a possibility. Uh, this is an unfortunate train wreck that we can't look away from. I, it's it's only interesting in that we're we're at the point where we're dealing with individual personalities. So we've gone from talking about big picture stuff with the program to talking about individuals now and by individuals i mean josh hurt we're just at that point you know that's why he makes um a lot of money and has has a nice office and all those things is because he's got to make this kind of decision um and so i the same text earlier louis hates covering negative stuff all for the local teams lost and by the way you ready for the who the fourth local team is he goes uofl uk bellerman St. John's. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have guessed. Oh that. man, did you uh, did you hear the potato sound after oh, the yeah. game? <laughs> what a gem! That's why we all love Rick Pitino. Oh, what a gem! All right, so uh, before we get into the NFL again, I want to talk about Jed Fish. Yeah, taking the Washington job from Arizona. First off, let's start the conversation here. Is the Washington job right now a better job than the Arizona job going forward? Zach Cantrell. I think it's closer than you would think, but I think the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Why is the answer yes, Zach? The answer is yes because Washington's in the Big Ten. And that's it, man. That's it. And this is a fascinating dynamic to watch because 
I'll be honest, I've now lived in a lot of places in the United States, and I've been fortunate to travel to a lot of them. I'd rather live in Tucson than Seattle. Yeah, I would too. I think I'd rather generally coach in the Big 12 than in the Big 10 with the travel that they're going to have to do. Mm -hmm. But it's not even a question that the Washington job is better than the Arizona job. Now, I'm with you. It feels closer than five years ago. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, this wouldn't be a topic five years ago. He doesn't take the job five years ago. No. I, I'm i interested here because it is for the reason you said. It's because they're in the Big Ten. And it was something I, I talked about around Brom and around the L program at the end of the season with the bowl game about why I was worried about the bowl game and preseason rankings and those sorts of things. And obviously, where Louie was wrong. that I was wrong about that. They, they ended up in those early prognostications for next season. They're good to go on that end. I'm fascinated with this because we talked about it before, you know, right after the Final Four came out and, and Florida State was left out. And by the way, if I have to hear Blankenbaker defend Florida State one more time, yeah, I'm talk going to vomit. Yes. Stop. Stop. No one deserves bad things to happen to them as much as freaking whiny Florida State. Shut up. FSU oh, Sheriff 50. God. No Seminole Sheriff. Shut up. Ugh. It can't be an earthquake fast enough to put Tallahassee in the Gulf. Good Lord. Anyways. Of the really 15 feel. top teams, <laughs> of the 15 top teams, all of them except for Florida State were either going to be in the Big Ten or were currently in the SEC or the Big Ten Correct. between Texas and Oklahoma. Yes. And that's just the trend right now. It doesn't mean that in seven years it's going to be that, but that's the trend right now. That it was an all Big Ten final, essentially, in the college football playoff. That three of those, you know, all of those teams are in two conferences in the final four. Now we go to the 12 teamer. Arizona could have been thinking, you know, or excuse me, Jed Fish in this case, could have been thinking, all I got to do is win the Big 12. <clears throat> That's a big ass, brother. <laughs> because, and look, Kentucky's basketball game over the week, it showed it. You could play pretty well, get to OT, and it just doesn't work in OT. Yeah, Football isn't different. You only get eight chances in the Big 12 or whatever it is, right? If you have one flub of a weekend, you're done, right? Make two flubs of a weekend, whatever. So he goes to the Big Ten instead where there's even even with Washington taking a half a deal is going to make more money than Arizona. Yeah. Uh, it's stunning. Yeah, Oregon's doing the same thing. Oregon's doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. And so just a fascinating thing to watch. I just think it points to, Zach, you know, when we talk about these these trends in, in, in culture and in sport, and I've made it a couple times in the show, but people now aren't moving to California. They're not moving to New York they're moving to Texas. Yes, they are. They're moving to Florida. They're moving to those places where the, the power is consolidating. Right? They're moving to Nashville, right? Nashville's Whatever. Nashville is the, the fastest-growing city in America. Oh, Dina was talking about the other day. It's easier to get hotel rooms at a price in New York than it is in Nashville right now. Oh, yeah. It's not even close. Yeah. So I believe that. We're watching a consolidation in the middle of the country and in the southern parts of the country of the general movement of people and all that. But I... <laughs> By the way, I there's a, I see a text for a Blank's Burner account about Florida State. If people want to text those in 437-9680, I will read those for a half hour because those are going to be amazing. But we're watching that 
move away from the coast right now in general for teams in the L.A. area, for example, for Oregon and Washington moving to the Big Ten, right? And we're watching another guy move away from the Big 12 into a Midwestern-based conference, right? And it's just a reminder that Washington can pay Jed Fish $7.75 million in guarantee it for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> I, they're going to get $12 million from Alabama to cover DeBoer's contract. They got to pay Arizona five and a half. And there they are. There's a text about Tallahassee. I, people can tell I'm tug and cheek on this, right? Like, I just, Florida State's just annoying. I don't actually want people to fall into an ocean. <laughs> I hope people can tell the difference between those two things. Uh, Texter, I hope Josh Hurd doesn't get uh, doesn't get cocky and delete the contact info for the Beth Haven coach. I, I also hope that he hasn't overlooked what's happening at Beth Haven, which I think has really captivated all of us. Oh, yeah. It's the biggest story around uh, here. Look. Easy. It's, I think it's not close. No. Taxter, against ACC teams in UK, David Padgett, Chris Mack, and Mike Begeese went 42-49. and 49. Against those same teams, KP is 3-25. and 25. Uh, Taxter, Blank's burner account is seminal underscore simp 50. <laughs> <laughs> the simp's a nice touch. I appreciate it. Uh, Taxter, you going to talk bad about Tallahassee after having us a DeSantis on the show on Friday? That's a good text! Damn it! These are people that are thinking way more than me. Oh, I wonder what that's like. <laughs> I don't want to find out. No, you know. I'm going to keep my thinking to a minimum. I do the same every day. Is Will Jerry Jones go down as one of the worst owners, actually, in sports history? No, because he won three Super Bowls. <sighs> he ruined it, though, right? His first decade alone keeps him off the worst owners of all time list. If you want to talk worst owners in the 21st century. Anyone in Detroit? Yeah. Anybody in Detroit? <laughs> anybody who's well, ever the Lions, owned I should the say, Brown, yeah. James Dolan? Yeah, God, he's bad. Whoever owns the Who's Brown the guy who drove the, uh, the Expos into the ground and then he bought the Marlins and drove them into the ground? Oh, uh, Jeffrey Luria? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Lurie? No, Wayne Heisinga. And a Lurie. No, Lur- Jeffrey Lurie's the Eagles guy. Eagles owner. So I think he's a Lurie. Yeah, it's Wayne Heisinga. Yeah, God, man. Just a bad job. Yeah, the Marlins won the World Series, and then the next year they won 50 games because right. he gutted the just roster. Gutter. Yeah, the guy's not a good person. Um, oh, no. But this Jed Fish thing, do you think he's successful at Washington? I do. I do not. Why not? I think the Big Ten is going to swallow them whole. Yeah, they're probably the program that – them going to the Big Ten, I wonder if they'll regret that. Them and UCLA are going to have yes. trouble in the Big Ten. Oregon is going to succeed in the Big Ten. I agree with I you. I don't know that Washington is guaranteed to succeed in the Big Ten. Because the last decade, it was basically Michael Penix, and Washington really didn't do much. I mean, Peterson had a, a stretch. They went yes, to the playoff. They won a Rose Bowl. That guy can coach, man. Oh, yeah, he can. That guy can coach. I'm surprised he's been out of coaching as long uh, as he I think has. he enjoys I, – I, I think it's underrated when they're willing to throw you 100K to show up on a Saturday to just do football talk. Sure. I, I don't know why co- more coaches don't do that. I, I think I – think, I remember – for years, Zach, you might be a little young for this, but Bill Cower would he retire? Yes, no, I remember. No one believed that he was going to stay retired. Yeah, and the CBS put a couple mil in his in his, in his mailbox, and he yeah. was good. I mean, so no, I I think he's never lost, and he hasn't lost a game in seventeen years. <laughs> Why? He's actually pretty good on TV too. Yeah, for more coaches should do this. They should coach until they're like forty five or fifty. Jay Wright figured it out. Take television right? money. Yeah, Jay Wright won his titles. He's good. Yeah. No, I get it. I really do. I would do it. Absolutely. John Gruden did the same thing for a decade, and then he decided to go back to the Raiders, which he shouldn't have done. Shouldn't have done. I yeah. tell you what, man, 
<laughs> I don't want to go back. I shouldn't have gone back to the Raiders. I should have stayed on Monday Night Football, man. Monday Night Football. <laughs> Is FSU Twitter now FSUX? That's funny. Um, I just... The Jetfish thing is fascinating, though, because I, I I think the style can win. Yeah. But... He's only had the one year, though. Right. And how much of a coward are you, by the way, to show up for a team meeting and be gone in three minutes? Come on. Explain your decision to your players. Have some class and talk to them. Like, don't bail after three freaking minutes. Give me a break. <laughs> Fish, of course, is only 47. Uh, plethora of college and professional experience, according to ESPN.com, including being the OC for the Vikings and for the Jaguars, was the quarterback's coach for the Patriots and um, was the college offensive coordinator for Jim Harbaugh's Michigan. How about that? I'm fascinated. You say Jaguars. What do you say? Jaguars. What do I say? Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. Wires. Yeah. Jaguars. 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 Yeah, that's what I've always called. There you go. I don't say Jaguars. Yeah. There's some people that do that. I imagine... Just call them the Do Jag. you think Jason Entz says Jaguars because he's such an English football guy? That's it, probably English exactly soccer dude. He yeah. He's the only Jaguar fan I've ever met, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about a fan base that doesn't exist, like outside of... Jacksonville. We were talking about this the other day uh, in the bullpen uh, that the the New York Islanders are the true last regional team. Yeah, like only the eastern half of Long Island is is fans of that team, and they really give a bleep. Oh yes, they do. But the Jaguars might be right there. <laughs> there's no there's no Jaguars bar in Chicago. No, are there any Jaguar fans outside of Jacksonville? That's my question. Jason are they? The I don't new, think so. Are they the new New York Islanders? I think they are. They might be right. Except nobody's ever going to threaten to move the Islanders. Texter, Zach, he'll just leave a note on their lockers. Do you get that reference? Bobby Petrino, yeah, of course. Right. Texter, does Zach want Liam Cohen at Ohio State? No, I do not. <laughs> no, I we do have not. not talked Liam Cohen yet. I, UK fans are pissed, man. And I, do you understand their frustration? Because I do. Yeah, with Liam Cohen. Yeah, yeah. Do you? Why do you think I don't want him? You think he's just a job jumper? Yeah. Well, that and I don't think he's a great offensive coach. Uh, it might not be. He's not qualified to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Do you think he'll get the Bears job? Uh, I would. Dude, I have to say this. I have to say this. Two years ago, the Rams win the Super Bowl. He's their OC last year. They missed the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, he drove them. He leaves, and they they're they're good. They make it's not his fault. They make a BYU rookie receiver they drafted in the fifth round look like an All Pro. Yeah, Puka Nakua is one of the. They have a running back who's a rookie who misses five games and comes back and sets a record for thirteen game rushing. Yeah, he finished second in the league in rushing. (laughs) Oh man, Texture, I've been a Ravens guy for fifty years. Jetfish, man. I, I think the consolidation is slowly happening where guys like this feel like they have to get to the Big Ten or the SEC. I think so. They just feel like it. And I think Arizona will be successful in the Big 12, but that shows you the power of the Big Ten and the SEC. There is no alpha in the Big 12. Oh, I think now the Jetfish is going to Arizona is not going to be very good next year. Yeah. I, I, think I think they could be good next year, but I don't know beyond that. I think we all need to just... We just need to sit back and enjoy the fact that Big 12 basketball is going to be fire. Unbelievable. Fire for the next couple of years. Like the Big East. Um, Texture, my son is inexplicably a Jags fan, and he's a Louisville native. What I asked it had to do with a a video game when he was in middle school. There it is. Boom. There it is. Okay. That happens, man. Yep. 
that happens. It does. It really does. The other one that happens is, um, oh, I had a buddy uh, was in a random draw for the NCAA tournament and drew a team and they won the title when he was like nine. And he's just been a fan ever since. I think it was UConn, something like that. Uh, that's a good one, by the way, to just randomly fall I was going to say, that's a good into, one. Um, <laughs> as opposed to the Jacks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think... Um, I think the Jed Fish thing is just a continuation of a trend toward the consolidation of SEC and Big Ten football. Mm-hmm. Not just having the money, but eventually having the, the coaches, the resources, and the players. Yeah. And Norvell re-signing, re-upping with Florida State is really fascinating in that part of it, too, where it's clearly a place you can win and win at a high level. Clemson, the same thing. Louisville has to show that it's consistent enough to get into that group. Right. They haven't done it yet. But mm-hmm. knocked on the door this year. Yep. That's a good first step. See where they're at next year. Obviously, people are very high in their transfer portal class. Sure. And so um, that'll be interesting as well. Um, do, 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 texture. Um, Old Miss, the best team money can buy in the portal. Um, we don't add uh, juniors and seniors at Vanderbilt. They just don't uh, transfer to us. It is what it is. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, scathing quote from last week coming down from the text players. But um, you're either cheating or you're Vanderbilt. That's right. I um, but just in general, I think with um, Eddie Grand won ten games with Terry. Well, hey, look, dude, you don't have to tell me about the OCC UK. I'm with you, man. But just the just that general trend and the other part too. It's just a reminder of how and I and I'm this is again, it's gonna sound talking down or whatever. How lucky U of L is to have landed Jeff Brown because of the situation. Just that he's he's a hometown guy. He's a homeschool guy, right? Like he's he's made for U of L to have a coach of that quality when even a Jed Fish gets dragged out to a Washington mm-hmm. is just an incredible thing for Louisville to be able to hang its hat on. So um look, I, I expect them to be uber competitive in the ACC the next couple of years with Brom. And, you know, once he's really got his footing under himself, what, year three, year four? Is that when we expect the breakout to happen? I do. I do. Around there. I would say so. Be interesting to see. All right, one more break. Uh, we will wrap up the show next year on Rabo and Co. We'll talk about those two games tonight. We'll get you ready for those again. We'll have both of those on our air here at ESPN 680. 105.7 will start after the roundtable, 6 o'clock with the Bills and Steelers. We'll go to all stations after that for Bucks and Eagles. Kenny Payne show live at the Roosters and Springhurst tonight on 93.9 at 7. Again, the football game right after that. Cardinal Insider before that, our guy Ennis before that as well. Don't forget, if you're driving around on the weekend, we've got you covered as well. The Victory Formation Sports Show, Jeff Lightsey, James Black, they got you at 10 o'clock over on 93.9 and on Sunday in this slot. 10 to noon, Sunday morning hangover. Nick Curran, Phil Baker, and a guy named Zach Cantrell. On the other end, we'll wrap up the show. We'll preview those games for tonight here with Bowen Co., ESPN Listening to Rabot and Co. here on ESPN 680 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Needs to be said. I mean, what are we going to do if Penny's got a good team in Memphis? They scored 119 points on the road this week. <laughs> in regulation. Let's go. 
Oh, man. Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. Find the station at ESPN 680. You can text us. UPS job sex line 437-9680. Got me about another 10 minutes. <clears throat> Bobby V will take you through that NC State game. Interested to hear from him today. Uh, was interesting hearing Paul Rogers as well. By the way, if you ever miss any of our programming, hit up ESPNLouisville.com, Podcast Center. You can find all of our shows there. And, of course, if you don't have the app on your phone, what are you doing? Easiest way to listen to all of the programming here at ESPN Louisville. Check that out. Uh, wherever you get your apps, it is totally free, and the replays are free as well. Uh, I make no money talking about the app, so just go ahead and go get it. Texter asking, how about Dabo's fall from grace and not even being considered at his alma mater? Okay, so... I want to go first on this one. Just ask my wife. All right, so the the Dabo thing is fascinating to me because so Clemson football fans, it's hard to describe and figure out another fan base like Clemson because like Nebraska, they fill that place like crazy. It's an awesome environment. They have... 50, 60-year-old tailgating traditions, like everything. They, You go to a Clemson game, Zach, even as an Ohio State guy, you'd be like, okay, this is legit. This is a serious, like, everybody's into it. There's more chicks, which is nice. Um, you know, like all this kind of stuff. Clemson is a legit, legit thing. But before Dabo, boy, they were a punching bag for jokes. I mean, just... Clemsoning. They were Clemsoning. That's right. Brad Brownell has picked up that mantle on the basketball side very well. Yes, he has. The interesting thing about about Dabo is, so my best one of my very best friends in the world. I was just the best man in his wedding a couple years ago in Charleston. Is a Clemson alum, and as soon as the the Saban news came out, he said, "Oh, there goes Dabo." And I texted him back. I said, "You're good. Dabo's going nowhere. Bama doesn't want him." Well, did you hear the fine bomb guy the other day? <sighs> Which one? Well, the one guy's like, I'll light myself on fire if they hire right. Dabo, Paul. Right. Or that uh, Saban's a Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> was my, last... man, my man got technical about West Virginia's role in the was Civil War. Was that not the greatest week ever for Paul Feinbaum, oh, by the way? Oh, free money. Well, greatest and worst, right? Because he's built his entire career around Saban. Yes. But he'll be fine. But the callers are Yeah, cool. he'll be fine. Oh, if Alabama sucks. It's just a different way of making money, right? Yeah. <laughs> It'll oh, be fine. Yeah. Alabama's interesting one way or Correct. another. Correct. That's all that matters. He doesn't care whether they're good or not. But Dabo, Dabo has decided to become countercultural, right? He's decided to be the we're not going to do transfer portal. Um, we're not going to live in, we're not going to dabble in that stuff. Right. You know, they're going to live with high school recruits and their own development. Do I think it'll work? I don't. Could it work? Absolutely. I just don't think that that's the only way to build a football team now. And to be that, he's not even just kind of not using the portal. He's just not doing it. He's not doing it at all. And that's not a way to live. No. Because you're Clemson and you could get legit dudes. Yeah. You could get legit dudes. And to just shut yourself off from those those things, when you have freaking Kate Klubnik as your, I mean, come on, be better. Is the Clemson brand just to the point now where they've been irrelevant for three years and it's no longer what it was? That's what I wondered. And so I... You know, I'm actually going to pull up this text exchange with my buddy because how he thought about it and how I think about it was so different and so fascinating to me. Let me see if I can find it. The Dabo fall off is fascinating because three years ago he would have been Alabama's first call. No question. End of end of conversation. And now they don't even consider him. I'm with you. Um, let me see if I can find him on here for some reason. It is. There it is. Um, so do 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 do. 
Dabo to Alabama happening, yay or nay, is how he started. Mm-hmm. And I said, no idea. I would guess he's not in the top three or four for them. And my buddy goes, an alum and a two-time national champion head coach is not in their top three. I'd be shocked. And then we find out they offer the job <laughs> to Lanning. Yes. He says no. I don't know how much of that is true or not, but that's the report at least. And then they end up on Kalen DeBoer. And my top three list, by the way, can you guess who I had in my top three list for Alabama, who they would go at least ask about? DeBoer was in the top yep, three. Yep, he was. Lanning? I did not have Lanning in the top Norvell? three. I did not have Norvell in the top three. I had Kirby Smart. Kirby. Well, he was. Ne- that was never going to happen. Uh, George does a better job than Alabama. <sighs> because Kirby made it that way? No, because Georgia has more in-state talent than Alabama does. Okay. Georgia can win a national championship just recruiting in-state dudes. talent. You know, do Alabama that? can't do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then who do you think I have as my third coach? Alabama ties. Ooh. Not, was it? It wasn't Dabo, was it? Sark. Sark. Yeah. I had Sark as my third. Yeah, I could see that. Just because I think I think Saban really likes him. Like, really likes him. Oh, sure he does. So I think there's... But he doesn't like Kiffin, for example. And I think Kiffin would be really good at Alabama. I don't know why I think that, but I think, he, I think he's got the personality to deal with the bleep. Because there are a lot of bleep with that job. I agree. And I think Kiffin could do it. Yeah. Now, how long he could do it, I don't know. That, that's a different thing. I think he would burn out in the job. But I think while he was burning, it would it would burn pretty. Oh, high. Kiffin would have a great seven year run. I think five six years. He, he would, would be basically his. do yep. what Urban Meyer did at Florida and Ohio State. That sounds right. Yeah, he's got. A, are you surprised you never heard Herb's name? No. Why? I don't think Urban would want to. I don't think he could succeed in modern college football because he's not a big NIL guy. He's not a big portal guy. And we saw basically what he did in the NFL with you know the same stuff essentially with what college football has become now is similar to what he had to deal with in Jacksonville and we saw how well that okay. went okay I'm also not surprised they didn't get all of them um, his top three were Lanning which was right mm-hmm. Dabo and Fisher from A&M oh Jimbo no and then we got into a conversation hang on hang on didn't you say Kiffin also I did I did say I'm interested in the Jimbo Fisher conversation because, hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> so we do Jimbo Fisher talk at 11.52 when we got to get to predictions for tonight. Yeah. I I think at some point he's going to get a job, he's going to get a good job, and people are just going to say A&M's a train wreck. And they'll blame it on A&M. I think that's out there. Okay. okay. A&M has not been successful uh, it's been with a their coach. Yeah. It's been a minute. I, I think at some point... Someone will look at A and M and say they're run by boosters rather than by sports people. Yeah, it's not Fisher. Now, fault. Kevin Sumlin doesn't help that argument because he went to Arizona and he stunk there too. I agree. I agree. But I could see Jimbo with a decent job and yes. being successful. I yes. mean, there was a reason he was good at Florida State. Like, if you're Arizona, would you not call him? I he'd be great for the Arizona job. I think so. Be great. Yeah. So I interested there. All right, let's get these NFL games, get some predictions in here. Buffalo, essentially a 10-point favorite. I know you are heavy bills in this one. Yes, I am. Would you lay the 10? No. 10 so many points in no, this one. No, I don't think I would just from a weather perspective, and I don't know what I'm getting out of that, and you can always have the backdoor cover. So I'd probably win lay the 10. I would just go It's Buffalo down to 9.5. It did open at 10, so yeah. that's... Uh, I'm very confident the bills are going to win. But that seems like a lot of points. Okay. Remember last year they went up against Skylar Thompson and yes. Miami, and they only won by three. Yep. 
Um, Eagles-Bucks is the second game. By the way, my personal feel on the Bills game is that, gambling-wise at least, I wouldn't go anywhere near that game. Because yeah. I think the over-under at 38.5 is about right. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, if it's 21-14, would any of us be surprised yeah. slightly under? Or if it's, I don't know, 28-24, and then you go over, would yeah. that be surprising? No. They're I mean, telling no. you 24-14, right. essentially. Yep. Um, all right. So, uh, did you, and then Eagles-Bucks. Yeah. Eagles are a three-point favorite here. Not surprising. Where would you lean in this game? I'm on the Bucks. Okay. Outright? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because the Eagles have lost five of their last six. A.J. Brown's not playing. Jalen Hurts is banged up. And the Eagles have just been an absolute train wreck. This is more of a pick against them than it is in favor of the Bucks. But I do think Baker Mayfield may be the most underrated quarterback storyline this year at 28 touchdown passes. Those two receivers with Godwin and Evans, I think they can do work against an Eagles secondary that's been putrid the last month of the season. And I think Tampa's defense gets enough stops. I like the Bucks. Random guy to bring up, but Reed Blankenship, the second he got hurt on the Eagles yeah. secondary, they're a different team. They're secondaries. They're a Terrible. different team. And he's listed as questionable for this game. I don't think he's playing. Doesn't sound like he's going to play. Yeah, and the name that nobody talks about is Levante David. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, yeah. One of the most underrated players in the NFL. But every year, he just he leads the league in tackles or he's close to it. He's what people think Devin White is. I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking the Eagles. I'll go over 43 and a half in this game. I would too. Okay. Yeah. I think I think there's going to be points. I think it's going to be like a 28-24 kind of game. I think it's a dream scenario for the Eagles. Go to go to Tampa, get out of the weather in Philly. Yeah. Go down south, play this game, try to get it done if they can get it done. You go to Detroit, it's another indoor game. Detroit's defense, whatever you want to say, not great. That's a game where they could probably score and at least if you're going to be one of those teams where your defense is struggling, you've got the injuries, blanket chip and other guys, just go to Detroit and try to outscore. Oh, no, I'm with you. I think this is very well set It's a dream scenario for the Eagles. If they're going to rebound. If. 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 That's a big if. If you're a Lions fan, I'm sure you're rooting for Tampa. Probably. Probably. Just because they don't score as much as uh, the Eagles do. Yeah. Yeah. But they've been, I mean, outside of the Carolina game, that they didn't have to do anything in. Before that, they scored 30, 34, and 29 points against Jacksonville at Green Bay, where they won the game. Yeah, Baker had a perfect pass rating. And and then against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So they can score a little bit, but they're not like... It, when the Eagles are going, it's not like that. Right. So, I, Lions fan, I, I'll be honest, at this point, I think last night was enough to give me confidence that anyone that comes to Ford Field is going to have a tough time. Yeah. And I, and I, I just, I, I'm like, happy you didn't say that everything is gravy because no, the Lions are going to be favored against either one of those teams that they play. Yes. And I think there's a real chance for them to go to the NFC Championship game Agreed. and lose to the 49ers. I agree with that as well. Yeah. They win two playoff games, though, Zach. I can't even tell you. Oh, I know. And, yeah. and frankly, the good news for them is the culture's in place. The bad news for them is I think both of their coordinators are gone. Oh, Ben Johnson's gone for sure. <laughs> gone, gone. <laughs> like, good job gone. Yes. Ben Johnson could be the next Cowboys coach. He's that good. Well, you saw this happen with the Eagles. but They lost yes. both their coordinators, and they're not the same team. Uh, texter asking, and I know Zach is going to say yes, is Mike Evans a couple years from being in the GOAT conversation? No. Jerry Rice is forever the GOAT. He's about to break Jerry Rice's record for 1,000-yard seasons. That's crazy, actually. Mike Evans is a Hall of Famer, no yeah. question. Could he crack the top 10 on wide receivers? Yes, Okay, I think so. Okay. Didn't know how strongly you felt about that one, but uh, there you go. Uh, I did not get into horses at all today which i'm very good at not doing on this show there's a winner at tampa over the weekend that they're talking about shipping overseas and book him dano and i hope they don't i hope he stays on the kentucky derby path 
We'll have Mark Edison on in the 10 o'clock hour tomorrow as part of his usual uh, spot with us there. Uh, that's it. I'll be back at 10 tomorrow with Mark, and I hope you are too. Have a great rest of the day, everybody.